Hello and welcome to Jedi Dropouts, where we like to keep it more geekly than weekly. I am here with my friend and co-host, the Vice President of the Canadian Chapter of the My Little Pony Fan Club, five-time winner of the International My Little Pony Cosplay Competition, and fun fact, the original inspiration for the character Rainbow Dash, Mr. James Moss. What can I say? I'm pretty horny. <laughs> Mr. James Rainbow Dash Moss, as we usually refer to him. I mean, that's what all your friends and family refer to you as. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny that you would use that for an intro because I recently watched a Vice doc with a friend of mine about a group of people in the UK who take a lot of drugs and identify as unicorns. Oh, of course. <laughs> and it was very troubling to watch. It sounds like a, a blast. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm Ryan Taylor, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You usually are. Usually, that like three out of four times. Yeah. Um. If you didn't know, we are celebrating our one year anniversary here at Jedi Dropouts. Yep. One fucking year, man. We did it. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> Whatever. Thirty Helens agree that it was a raging success. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, so you were what is our thirty-second episode, thirty-second main episode of the podcast? And I mean, yep. it's not quite a year because it was uh, May, May first, wasn't it? That we we actually launched. I think so. But I mean, thirty-second month. Yeah. And I, I guess we could have waited till the next episode to do the anniversary, but we got some really uh, eventful and timely things for the next episode with the release of Infinity War and all. Yeah. Which I'm actually going to get to go see due to a, a convenient trip to St. John's at that time. So, Emily and I were figuring out today which day we're going to go to because I'm off Thursday and Friday, but we checked the theater schedule, and it actually does get here on Thursday, mm. but we decided we're not going to go on until Friday, yeah, because, that... like, it's just a lot of hoopla on opening night. Yeah, I hear you. I'm looking at Friday as well, like, we're getting to St. John's on that Thursday, but... I don't know, I'm going to be driving all day, and we're probably going to be exhausted, so. Exactly. I'm thinking Friday night. Go get some tacos or something, chill out, have a good rest, and yeah, tacos. be prepared for the next day. You know me so well. Of course, I'm, I like, Mexican food is, like, <laughs> the second most important part of this trip. Like. <laughs> oh my God, like, literally the first thing I do when I get to St. John's is shower, get cleaned up, settle into wherever I'm staying, and then immediately drive to Kelsey Drive and go to Quesada and get a three-pack of tacos. Quesada? I'm not familiar. I've, I've, uh... It's kind of like Subway, but tacos and burritos. Oh, yeah? Ooh, Yeah, okay. like, you just kind of, like, you pick 
whether you want like beans or meat or what, and then you just go down the line being like, I want that, 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 and that on it. Well, you just sold me on it. Uh, Quesada, not a sponsor. I, I love it. <laughs> not a sponsor, yeah. but, you know, if they're offering. Yep. <laughs> We'll take it. I'm I'm sure we have a a huge uh, base of listeners from the Quesada ownership and staff. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, just gonna I just want to delve into this for a second. Uh, started looking around on the uh, the creators side of the podcast page uh, from Podbean where we host the podcast and found out that I can look at specific statistics on where our listeners are coming from. And we've got more than two, apparently, because uh, it seems like half of our listens and downloads are coming from the U.S. Like, a weird amount from California. And, uh, like, we've had listeners from Japan and, and all across the world, apparently. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't notice it with the numbers we have there. I assume most of our listeners were people we knew, but yeah, doesn't seem to be the case. Nope. So I'm we're gonna have to retire the uh, the two listener joke and upgrade it to like ten or something. That's it. Yeah. Jedi dropouts bigger than Kiss, greater than or equal to Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll go uh, for now on. We'll, we'll um, until. You know, the podcast grows a little more. We'll go with a baker's dozen. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, we got a fun little show lined up here today. We're basically just going to touch on a revamp of our pilot episode. Uh, we got. Uh, we'll get. We won't even. We won't even uh, explain it now. We'll just. We'll hop into it as it comes. Uh, yep. But first, the the big addition, of course, to the podcast lately has been the mailbag. And it's quickly become, I don't know if you agree with me here, but, like, the best part of the podcast. It, it's one of my favorite parts of it. it. Absolutely. So, we put a call out for the special anniversary mailbag, and I'm pretty pleased with what we got back. I'm uh, looking forward to this. So, I think the most uh, fitting one to start with here, of course, your girlfriend Emily submitted... What was your favorite episode of the podcast to record? Which, reflecting back now, is uh, it's hard. It's hard to pick to make. I don't know if I have one particular episode that was my favorite. Okay. Um, I do like the ones that. As much fun as it is to review things, I do have a lot. I do enjoy fan casting more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think my favorite was. I like the ones where we like just pull random questions at each other. Yeah. I don't know. If I had to pick one episode, maybe I'd pick the one where we fan casted the Mario universe. Oh, or the Nintendo yeah. universe. That was that was good. Where I decided to do 
Mario Party slash Smash Bros. the movie with Seth Rogen and company. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, what episode three, I believe. I uh, think so. It was real early in. Yeah, because that was our first day of recording. We batched those three, and yep. by the end of the day, we were tired and loopy and <laughs> just burnt out. Yeah, and it worked. It worked really well. Yeah. Um, I I find the best ones is when we get a good rhythm going, and when we're like, we've got a, a for some reason we're just really on our game. And I had a lot of fun recording. It comes out in the podcast. Uh, so the two that come to mind for some reason or another, episode seven, which was our X Men episode. Like nice. that was from our second recording session I believe so like last summer sometime we just we had something going that day and again I think it was the last episode of the day and we got a little loopy but like I don't know I had a lot of fun doing that one and I think that one turned out pretty well and the other one like was one second here we go episode 16 which was uh basically just based around your review of it but like we just we just kind of like we didn't really have a layout for the episode we did some minor reviews some news but like for some reason that one felt really good like I felt on our game when we did that one and usually like not to say that I don't enjoy the Skyping but like in person is a little better it most definitely is yeah but that one was, I, I thought that was probably the better, one of the better ones of our Skype recordings. Um, it's a little too early to tell, but I feel like lately we've been on our game, the content and just the quality of our, of our episodes are getting a little better. And I feel that in a lot of the feedback we're getting too. We, we've gotten so much feedback lately. Um, speaking of which... One a Which t- I love. It feeds my ego. Little tangent here. We got a lot of feedback yeah. on the last episode. On our 30 questions. Um, well, as you as you know, of course, uh, our friend Matt Pike inboxed us together just to tell us how much he enjoyed the, the episode. Which was fantastic. And, and yes, Matt, Shawn Michaels, really. Shawn Michaels is the fucking king. Uh, and, um... Uh, another friend of mine just met, shot me a message saying how much he enjoyed it. But our friend and my co-host from Final Form, Mitchell Clark, actually got so into it. And what he did, he, after the question had been asked in the episode, he paused it, answered it himself, and then continued. And he sent me the full list of answers. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, just because, like, he, you know, and I like the idea of people feeling involved and it feeling less like, um, like, I, I, less of a separation between the audience and us, which is pretty cool. Oh, God, yeah. I gotta say, I, I really like how things have been going lately. Spe- well, I mean, even when I was playing in bands and stuff like that, like, playing in my awful shitty punk bands that I used to play in. Um, one of the biggest things that, like one of my favorite things about playing live 
was any engagement between the audience and myself. Like, if you oh, yeah. wanted to get on stage and sing along, perfect. Like, that was right up my alley. I've always enjoyed stuff like that. So, you know, having things like that, them engaging with us in this way, like, you know, that excites me as well. Yeah. Like, any way I can engage other people, get feedback, stuff like that, I'm, I'm all for it. 100%. So speaking of our friend Matt Pike, uh, he sent us in a couple of questions. Uh, three, we're only going to do the first two. We're going to save the third one for another one because that one's a bit of a thinker. Um, he wants to know, which well-known conspiracy theory do you guys think has the highest possibility of being true? And we'll get to the second question in a minute. Uh, any thoughts on this? Because this, this is a tough one too. Uh, I thought a little bit about this one. Usually for the mailbag, I like to try and just do it in the moment, not a lot of pre-planning and stuff like that, because I feel it's more of a genuine answer. Yeah, that's That way, fair. sometimes can be a bit funnier, but this one took a bit of thought. Um, I don't delve too much into many conspiracy theories. Um... The whole 9-11 being an inside job one was, you know, something I watched a few documentaries on back in the day. Um, the whole thing about um, Hitler being alive and moving down to South America thing was something that I found kind of interesting. Yep. Um... I don't know. I've always believed in the existence of aliens and UFOs and like the paranormal and stuff like that. Yeah, me too. So the whole like Roswell Area 51, like the whole like aliens have been here and it's been covered up thing is probably the one that I believe the most. Yeah. I, I believe that as well. The truth is out there, man. Um, the other one that I have fully convinced myself is true um, is that Tupac is still alive. I fully believe he faked his death. Like, I am so convinced of it. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, along with that, obviously the, uh, the, the aliens, the UFOs, I'm completely behind that. Now, there are other, I, I, I wish were true like wishful thinking more so um yeah i really like cryptozoology like i i want to believe that bigfoot and the loch ness monster and el chupacabra and everything are all real but i don't know maybe maybe <laughs> and um the other one is uh what was the other one? Oh, i really like the idea of um it's maybe a little less conspiracy a little more uh, myth, mythical, like uh, a legendary. The idea of the Holy Grail or this, the Lost City of Atlantis, those things being real. But that would be pretty cool. It would be cool. Like there's, there's, you know, but you got to separate what do you think is true and what do you want to believe are true. Yeah. Um. So that's my answers for that. 
Tupac's out there, man. Don't believe the hype. Um, Tupac's out there chilling with some aliens. Yeah, probably. I mean, you can't disprove it. <laughs> um, what if Tupac faked his death so he could become one of the men in black? What if Tupac faked his death and... Have you ever seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Like, what? it's been a while. What if he, what if he left Earth like that? Like aliens showed up and played some kind of odd musical uh, pattern, and then he just walked into a spaceship and <laughs> left us. He went home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Matt also wants to know, based on. Okay, I'll give the backstory here. On our last episode, uh, you asked the question, what restaurant would you take Gordon Ramsay to if you could take him to anywhere you've been? Uh, you you answered Bob's Chicken Coop. I said Domino's Pizza House. And then we discussed who had the, the tougher staff. So yeah. based on that, Matt wants to know, if the Bob's Chicken Coop ladies threw down in a cage match with the Domino's Pizza House ladies, who wins and why? Which, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. Oh, God. Um, I had to give an answer to it. I would say the Bob's Chicken Coop staff. There's, there's a lot of factors. Only on the... because I, like, you lived in Stephenville for a little while. Yeah. I've only been in Stephenville briefly for when I've been doing shows out there. So I've only been, like, I can count on one hand the number of times I've been to Domino's. Yeah. So I'm much more experienced with Bob's Chicken Coop, and, you know, I have a little bit of hometown pride. Oh, yeah. Root for the home team. So <laughs> since they're from my hometown, I, you know, I would be rooting for Bob's Chicken Coop. Uh, just want to clarify here, in case anyone, I guess, from those staff, or anyone related or a friend of any of the staff members, we're not mocking or insulting in any way. Like, uh, it, it is simply that they seem like tough people. They seem like tough individuals who don't take anybody's shit. That is all. Um, and I'd also probably lean towards Bob's, but, like, Two factors I don't know about here. Number one, how many like how many employees does each business have? Because if you're that, right, no, if, that's something I have no idea. Exactly. And secondly, who's more agile? Who's quicker? Because cage match, you get out of that cage, you win it, right? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of factors. You almost need to do a weigh in here to really b before I'd put any odds down. It's too blind. I, I I mean, blinded by home team pride, I'd go Bob's. That's <laughs> same as you, yeah. man. And I think that's the safest answer for that. Yeah. Uh, last question, and this was a late entry. Uh, a friend of mine, Will Sullivan, messaged me today with the uh, his anniversary mailbag question. If you could star in or make any movie, what genre movie would it be? Easy. Yeah? Yeah. 
What do you got? This is something I've wanted to do and thought about for years and years. Like, since I was in my early teens, I have wanted to um, do a slasher flick. Okay. Yeah. Um, I watched a lot of like Friday 13th and stuff like that growing up still do and when I was growing up um, we spent a fair bit of time at my parents cabin and every time I was there like I would just you know think about what a great setting this would be to shoot like an independent like horror movie yeah obviously I wouldn't shoot it there because I wouldn't want to destroy my parents cabin but I don't know watching films like Blair Witch Project and stuff like that I was thinking like you know you could do like a found footage slasher film type thing okay yeah and especially in like today's age like everyone's so obsessed with documenting everything they do with social media Instagram Snapchat Facebook like Facebook Live yeah everything like that and so like you know these I mean how often do you see things on the news where it's like this tragedy was happening and how many people had their phones out videotaping what was going on yep so I think I'd try and find some way to do a horror movie slash slasher film type thing incorporating that like mostly seeming like it was shot from people's cell phones okay yeah I don't know it's not a fully flushed out idea but it would be a slasher film and I would definitely want it to be you know found footage type thing. yeah that's that's a good answer actually um, now I'm gonna answer this question a couple different ways uh, Shoot. for starters if I had to choose between starring in the movie or making the movie I would want to make it like oh, I'd want to do both and if we're going realistic versus like ideal uh, realistically, if I was supposed, to, if I was gonna do this, I'd probably be writing because I feel more confident in my writing abilities than acting or directing. Uh, but ideally, like I have always wanted to direct a movie that is like top of the list. Oh, I'd want to John Krasinski that shit and do like he did with A Quiet Place, like be involved in the writing directing and acting oh no absolutely so uh, tangent you saw that how was it I loved it yeah it looks really fucking good it was and I'm a big fan of movies with a very small cast yeah it's it's only like a handful of people in that right I think there's only like eight people in the whole movie wow something like that nice I'm going to have to see that one, too. I know when I get to St. John's, I'm definitely seeing Infinity War 
and Ready Player One, and anything else if I get the chance, but those are like the must-sees for me. Yeah, I can think of eight people in the whole movie. Nice. But, no, it was great. I I actually cried in the theater. Oh. Yeah. Sounds good. It was... It had its jumpy parts. I thought the creatures looked cool. Some good acting. Like, there was parts that really tugged at your heartstrings. Like, yeah. yeah. No, solid movie. I was very happy with it. Um, <laughs> tangent of the tangent. Speaking of crying during wow. movies, uh, if you remember listening back, uh, what, half a dozen episodes ago, I'm generally and always have been a like a heartless cold robot when it came to crying at movies Uh, ironically enough Iron Giant has fixed that problem because I can't watch that movie without tearing up at the ending and that is quickly becoming one of my favorite movies of all time I'm obsessed with it oh man feeling a little feeling a little it is breaking old exterior yep I'm Beneath that big metal frame, there's a there's a, there's a heart inside. And <laughs> um, anyway, back to Will's question. Um, as to what genre of movie I would make or star in, it would differentiate between what I was doing. If I was acting in a movie, I would want it to be a comedy because I feel like I could do better with comedy, acting wise, than trying to do anything else. I'm not that confident in my acting abilities. Um, but if I was making a movie, I'd also want to make a horror movie. Like, 100%. I I feel like making a horror movie is just the perfect entry point for a director. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're in agreement. Horror. Generally. And considering I, I, I'm not that fussed on the idea of acting... I, I would want to be behind the scenes. That's that's where that's where I would like to be in terms of making a movie. Yeah, um the thing is too, if you're making a horror movie and you're not that great an actor, uh, make yeah. it a B movie. That's true. That's then, true. You know, it's expected that the acting's gonna be a bit campy, maybe not very good. Well, you know what? If uh Technically, I could be the chubby, bearded, uh, comedic guy who dies near the beginning, which <laughs> is pretty much me and is in most horror movies. I see myself kind of being like Randy Meeks in Scream. Okay. And like, no, the rules. <laughs> got to follow the rules of the horror movie. You see yourself as Jamie Kennedy? Yeah. Okay. Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, my God. Uh, I forgot nope. about that movie. Most Wanted. Son of the Mask. Um. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for the mailbag. Fun as always. Um, now, our anniversary we decided to go look back at our very first episode and sort of do a a tweak of everything so if you remember in our very first episode 
we de- we asked the question, if you could be a superhero, or if you were to be a superhero, what would you call yourself? What would your power be? So yeah. for the anniversary, we're flipping it. If you were a supervillain. So, uh, you want to take this one first, or you want me to hop into it? Uh, if I was a super villain, like this, this has me thinking like, who are my favorite super villains? Yeah. And two of the first ones that came to mind were Juggernaut and Doctor Doom. And I think I'd want to be kind of like the juggernaut, but rule a country kind of like Doom does. Okay, yeah. So I'd kind of be like, have juggernaut's powers with Doom's resources and intelligence. That sounds... I think (laughs) that's what I would go for. That's pretty fucking powerful sounding. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you even do with that? Well, what you do with that is you rule a fucking country. And... <laughs> okay, so yeah. we took very different approaches to this. <laughs> um, God. So, okay. Um, just going to rehash uh, over how we answered the question last year. Um, I think you did something similar. You looked at your favorite heroes, and then you went for a speedster, right? Yes. Hustle, I believe, was the name you came up with. Yep. And I hustle every day. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I took... Make money, make money, money, money. <laughs> you say that so often. It's just like, uh, you almost need uh, you almost need it tattooed on you at this point. I don't know which part of it, maybe all of it, maybe one big... I I very well might get that tattooed. Uh, coming soon. Um, so, for mine last year, I, I went with the uh, take a trait of your personality or a trait of who you are, one of your, one of your strongest traits, and enhance it to make a hero. And which is how I landed on being the atomic beard because if there's one thing I'm good at, it's growing a beard. Um, yep. So I decided to go the same route for the villain and to take my biggest character flaw or my one of my bigger flaws in general and to uh, times that by like a million. And I landed on the fact that I am pretty much addicted to sugar and it is really hard to kick. So, if I were a supervillain, I would be Dr. Donut. <laughs> because, I mean, you got Dr. Doom, you got Dr. Octopus, Dr. just works, okay? Um, I would wear a, a hood, of course, and I would wear almost like war paint on my face, but it would be chocolate frosting and sprinkles. Oh my uh, god. 
And my, my two biggest abilities would be um, what I'd call donut holes, which um, were, were portals that I shoot with my gun that send people to alternate dimensions. And uh, what I call my gamma glaze traps, which were a sticky glaze that sticks my opponent and slowly deteriorates, deteriorates their health with gamma radiation. So <laughs> I went for like a super old school kind of lame over the top here uh, villain, um, and I kind of I kind of want to like get some artwork done up now of Doctor Donut. <laughs> just just get some a, artwork done up of Doctor Donut fighting the Atomic Beard. Man, that'd be a good matchup. He he did. That would be. Insane. The atomic beard would have his hands full, and his beard full. Yep. yep. That that almost needs to be a team up now. Oh. Oh God. Yeah. So the atomic beard and hustle versus Doctor Donut. And did you come up with a name? <laughs> I don't know. What what's the opposite of hustle? <laughs> what is the opposite of hustle? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing here. I don't know. Lurch. Lurch. <laughs> I mean, you hustle. You're going hard. You're going fast. But when you lurch, you're just kind of like yeah. slowly meandering. <laughs> Doctor Do. When you think lurch, you think like big. I think big Ad but slow, I think, lumbering. I think Adam's family when I think Lurch, but yeah, that's kind of how he got his name. Yeah, because he was so big and so slow and monotone. Doctor Donut and his trusty sidekick Lurch. <laughs> oh man, Stanley, if you're listening, don't steal yeah. our don't steal our ideas, please. Um. So, one of uh, probably the biggest part of our pilot episode is we went through every Batman movie and ranked them. And uh, initially, when we launched, that was the thing I heard the most feedback about. Like, I can't believe you didn't say this. I can't believe you. like people were. I mean, they weren't mad, but they were outraged. Saw a lot of people defending the 89 Michael Keaton Batman. Apparently we didn't give that enough love at all. Yeah. So we decided to maybe outrage some more people and uh, do a little ranking of actors who have played Batman. Uh, yeah. We went top three, right? Because, you know, like if we went through every single one... Uh, to clarify, did you include voice actors? Yeah. Okay, me too. Yeah, if we're going to do everyone who's ever played Batman, there's like, like including voice actors, there's like 20, 30 dudes. So, yeah. top three. And I'm sure a lot of people's favorites are not going to make these lists. Can guarantee it. Number three, George Clooney. Number two, Val Kilmer. And number one, just for Mitchell, Ben Affleck. 
<laughs> oh, but what about Diedrich Bader? You forgot him. You know what? Diedrich Bader yeah. wasn't that bad of a voice actor no, for Batman. No, he wasn't. It's just nobody really... I mean, nobody it, it did him. throw me off a little bit, but not nearly as bad as... Um, What's her face from the Big Bang Theory doing Harley Quinn? Oh yeah, um, Melissa. Melissa Rock. Yeah, yeah. I I. It wasn't bad, but it sounded too much like Bernadette. I found it was good at first, but it got old really fast. Like it was almost too much. Very much so. So, um, how do you want to do this? You want to give each list, or you want to go back and forth? You give your list, and I'll give mine. Okay. Uh, let me see. I feel like I, I got a pretty classic lineup here. Um, Let's hear it. I went number three, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, number two, Adam West. And nice. there was no question in my mind, but number one, Kevin Conroy. That's what I thought. So, give yours, and then we'll we'll debate and discuss this a little bit. Um, yeah. See, I was torn on this. Okay. But. I think what I'm going to end up settling with is number three, I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Michael Keaton. Yep. And number one is also Kevin Conroy. Yeah. I think pretty unanimous. I, I was hoping one. after you said Adam West is number two, I was like, please be Kevin Conroy for number one. Oh yeah. Uh, from the get go, that my number one and two were set. I've been debating number three for a while. Yeah. Because like, it's, I do like if we're going solely on Batman performances, I think Ben Affleck would go higher and maybe on my top three. Because I, I really like yeah. him in the bat suit. Yeah. But I'm not sold on him as Bruce Wayne. No, and see, that's what kept him off my list. Yeah. And, uh, and that's why I was juggling back and forth between him. Like, honestly, I like Ben Affleck's Batman better than Christian Bale, but I think Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne is miles better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and... I, okay, I'm going to address this right now because people are going to ask why the fuck Christian Bale is not on my top three. Christian Bale, in my opinion, is not this perfect Batman. I think he his Batman movies are the best. He had the good fortune of being under the hands of the best director, surrounded by the best cast, and the best stories, and I think his performance gets a little enhanced by that, like... He gets a little too much credit. Well, okay. The way I look at that is, what movie do people usually consider the best Batman movie? The Dark Knight. 
But it's not Batman that makes that movie. It's no. the Joker. Yep. Like, you could cast any number of people as Batman in that film. As long as you still had Heath Ledger's Joker. Yep. Like So... If you take Christian Bale's Batman out of those movies and put him as Batman in, say, Batman and Robin or Batman versus Superman, it doesn't really change those movies. No. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make it any... I mean, if you took Adam West Batman and put him in Batman and Robin, that movie would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it would change everything. Um, so, yeah, I, I went Keaton... As like that was the hardest one to pick. Um, I think he's at the right balance for me, in terms of um, he's a good Batman. He's not he's not a great Batman. He's not a perfect Batman, but he's pretty good. And the same with Bruce Wayne. Well, time he was fantastic. Yeah, and I feel like his performance as Batman is like in my opinion the '89 Batman is. Not the greatest, but it would be worse off without Michael Keaton. One of the things I like about Keaton's Batman so much is, like, you can flip, you almost see a switch flip in him, like that, where, like, he's joking around at that, like, fundraiser he's having at Wayne Manor early in the movie. And they're, like, poking around, looking at, like, the statues and artifacts in his house. And he comes in the room, and he's, like, joking around with them. Yeah. And, you know, he seems like the polar opposite of Batman's dark and brooding. And, you know, and then Alfred comes in and is like, yo, you got to bounce. And he just, like, he's smiling, like, oh, you'll have to excuse me, seeming a little silly almost. Yeah, and then the second he's away from them, this switch just flips, and he's just this serious, down to business thing. And like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, absolutely. I think he was great as Bruce Wayne because he's throwing people off the scent of, you know. Yeah. Like even in Batman Returns, like Max Shrek when he's looking at Bruce Wayne in full bad gear minus like the cowl like after he's ripped that off Max Shrek is like just cannot process Bruce Wayne being Batman to the point where he looks at him and says Bruce Wayne why are you dressed as Batman yeah like Bruce Wayne like Keaton's Bruce Wayne has done such a good job of like throwing people off the scent like this guy could not possibly be the Batman. Yeah, you. You, just, you know, you're doing a better. Which is, uh, you're yeah, do, you're doing a better job arguing for Keaton than I did. Uh, and uh, what was I gonna say about Michael Keaton's Batman? Uh, I feel like Michael Keaton's Batman is the only Batman that people agree we didn't get enough of like you look at Kevin Conroy yes people will enjoy more but they'll never say like oh there's not enough of it 
I mean, yeah. there's, there's tons. Christian Bale, I think three movies was the perfect amount. I'm not, like, at, at, at no point was I like, oh, that's not enough, I want more. As much as I enjoyed Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. And I feel like you go through the list and Michael Keaton was the one that most people would agree. Too bad we couldn't get one more movie. Yeah. Um, so Adam West for me, I feel like was probably the uh, the purest Batman, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's funny and it's a little silly when you look back, but it's just so much fun and it did so much for the superhero genre and. I don't, the guy launched a career off just this one character. Yep. I don't know, man. No, nobody in the modern age of Batman really outdoes it in terms of live action. In terms of his like full commitment to the role and just making it his own. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't need to argue for for Adam West. Yeah. Um, who did you have that I didn't? You had Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, Michael Keaton. Okay. And um, something else, Val Kilmer. I feel like Val Kil- Kilmer is a lot higher in the ranking than most people would think. Because yeah. his Bruce Wayne doesn't do anything for me, but his Batman was pretty fucking good. Yeah. And, of course, Kevin Conroy. Like, for me, when I picture Batman speaking, that's the voice. Like, Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy. Did I say Kevin Costner? No. Okay, well, Kevin Costner is not the voice of Batman. <laughs> uh, Kevin Kevin Conroy is the Batman for me. Like, yeah. Batman the Animated Series, if if he had just done that, that'd be enough. But like the yeah. guy's been the guy's been voicing Batman, he's still voicing Batman for like what, like thirty years? Over twenty five years. Twenty five years. Yeah. That's hard to top. Incredibly. And he he just does such a fucking good job. Like I don't know. Um like, you can debate and argue with my second and third picks all you want, but if you if you don't think Kevin Conroy is the best Batman, you're wrong. <laughs> there is. Oh like, God, yeah. Like he he is the Batman. He is vengeance. He is the knight. He is Batman. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I feel like I could not have said that better. Yeah. Um. To paraphrase a quote from Kevin Conroy himself. Yeah, exactly. The man, the legend. And the funny thing about it is I don't know much else that he's done. Like Off the top of my head, I can't either. Like, if I was to pull up his IMDb right now and start going down through it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But off the top of my head, it's just Batman. And how often do you know of... Uh, voice actors who make such a career for themselves 
by basically just doing one character. Really though, and and not even like I'm not not to say like obviously he's doing a great job and no nobody else could do it like he does, but it's not like he puts on some kind of zany hard to replicate voice. Nope. It's his voice. It is. He doesn't really change it much at all, if any. So. And you pair that up with Mark Hamill's Joker. Oh my God. That voice cast was just insanely good. Here's here's a tangent for you. Um. I I'm not sure if I've said this before already, but. I came up with the idea, and I, I, I honestly forget if I even said this on the podcast, but if if I did, I'm going to repeat myself. I really feel like they should take the technology from those Planet of the Apes movies and get Mark Hamill to do a motion capture to do a CGI Joker for a live-action movie. Yep. I think it is doable, and I think you would get possibly the greatest Joker ever done. I think the closest to that we're going to get is his portrayal as the trickster on CW's The Flash. Yeah, I would say. Or or Cockknocker. <laughs> From Jay and Silent Bob. Or Cockknocker. <laughs> Let's, um, All out the costume, will ya? Today on Jedi Dropouts, we're going to be doing the top three villains by Mark Hamill. Um... <laughs> In no particular order. Uh, well, we've only got one segment left. This is going to be a shorter episode than we've done lately, but eh, keep it short and sweet. Which is fine. Yeah, I'm going to get me some pizza as soon as this episode's done. To be fair, we never really intended to do episodes as long as we have lately. We've kind of set... No, we just get on rants and tangents and we <laughs> just go. We get so excited at some of these topics that we just start spewing words. Yeah. Like, I, I, we've had episodes that were just under three hours, which was never planned at all. So we're, we're going against our own um, our own ways here. We're setting the bar way too high. Yep. Keep the bar on the ground. <laughs> okay. The final part of our pilot episode was if we were to cast ourselves, our very first fan casting ever, we casted ourselves. Uh, yep. So what better way to end our anniversary episode than to cast and pitch, you gotta pitch this thing, you gotta give me something here, um, a Jedi Dropouts feature film. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's going first on this one? You've been going first for everything else, so I'll let you take the lead on this one as well. Okay. So, I didn't want to recast the same uh, actors I used last year. Um, if you remember correctly, I went with either Seth Rogen and Jay Baruchel, or... Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes depending on the budget <laughs> um, yeah. so I decided that this movie would only be made if we 
became absolute superstars of podcasting if we had the an internationally acclaimed podcast and that this mon- this movie would get all the money like this is full on hollywood summer blockbuster <laughs> so jedi dropouts the movie the stars of a rising geek podcast ryan taylor and james moss are traveling to comic-con when they have a head-on collision with a van filled with science juice and find themselves with superhuman powers. Now, the dropouts must struggle through their panel at Comic-Con while dealing with their new powers and trying to get to the bottom of the origins. Starring Jonah Hill and Joseph (laughs) Gordon-Levitt. Oh my god. (laughs) Jedi Dropouts, the movie. What do you think? Are you, are you are you willing to invest? Are you? I am for sure. I'd I'd go see it. I mean, it would. Yeah. I I went with people that uh look nothing like us, but <laughs> fit our our very very basic outlines enough that Holly would think it would work. Yep. And I. I uh, figured I could combine the podcast with the atomic beard and hustle personas put in yeah. some put in some science juice for uh, uh, for a bit of fan service there you know throw in some Easter eggs here and there maybe yeah. they, maybe they could uh, at one point go for lunch at a pizza place called good pizza and you could you could get uh, James Wan to cameo as the the pizza server. <laughs> oh my god! But one thing that must happen uh, in the Jedi Dropouts feature length movie, there there will secretly be a cameo, even even if it's just one scene or like an extra or a line, there will be a cameo in this movie from every single cast member of the film Delivery Man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> because it just keeps coming up and I had to find a way to fit it into this episode and like it would be such a minor easter egg that like nobody would catch on I mean well, if it happens now then I guess they will because I said it right now but um, it would be one of those like it would be one of those things where like the super fans are keeping like the closest eye and they're breaking down all the cameos and Anyway, <laughs> what do you got? Um, I I picked two people to play us that we hadn't talked about before. Okay. But I I very much enjoyed their on-screen chemistry, so I wanted to cast them together again. Okay. So as myself, I cast Tom Holland. Oh, I see. I see. And as you, I, I made you the man in the chair, <laughs> Jacob uh, Bathon. Okay. Like Ned Leeds. Yep. Um. So is this like an origin story sort of thing? Because <laughs> they're pretty young, or they look young. They look young, but I mean, we're not that old. I mean, I'm I'm thirty. You're twenty-seven. Yeah. 
but I feel like I, I look a little bit older than that guy because he looks like like he's playing 15 very believably. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, the way I see it is it's a movie, it's a comedy about two guys who are trying to branch out from podcasting, trying to expand their brand. Okay. They have a podcast. It, it has some loyal listeners, but it hasn't exploded the way they would like. So they're trying to branch out. And one of the ways that they're trying to do that is by, like, making videos for the internet. Okay. And, like, they both have their day jobs, but they don't have this huge cash flow to make these really, like, high-budget, awesome videos. So the videos they make are all super low-budget, like, have you seen Be Kind Rewind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of like the movies that Jack Black and Moe's Death made in that movie, like, their version of Ghostbusters, yeah. their version of RoboCop, like, super low-budget, just, like, cardboard and plastic bags painted certain ways, um, type thing, like, Slight tangent here. Um, just just yeah. rep- pause here for a tangent, because yeah. we, we do tangents. It happens. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen Be Kind Rewind since it came out. Is is does it hold up? Like, uh, I it's been years since I've seen it, but um, I don't know. I'm not the greatest Jack Black fan, but I do like most Def's acting. Yeah, me too. I really like most Steph and pretty much everything he does. Um, yeah. Hmm. I, I should put that on my list of movies to rewatch in the near future. But, yeah. like, it always stands out to me, like, you know, their makeshift movie effects and stuff like that. And, like, yeah. Jack uh, Black's Robocop, where he's like, I know robot karate. <laughs> um,. Uh, just to explain, if anyone hasn't heard of this movie or don't know it, which I feel like you might anyway, but um, it has the, one of the best premises for a movie ever. These two guys yeah. work at a, a video store, if I'm remembering this right, and yeah. they accidentally... Well, Mo Def works at a video store. I think I can't remember if Jack Black works there or not, or okay. if he's just yeah. some hangout. Either way, they accidentally erase the contents of every tape in the store... So they set out to make all of these movies so <laughs> to to replace them and that's just the best idea for a movie. Uh it it's great. I I yeah, I'm, I'm going to rewatch that now. Anyway, yeah. uh back to your pitch. You yeah, were... so it's just Peter and Ned playing us making videos for the internet very low budget like if we were to make a Spider-Man movie it would look very much like Peter's original Spider-Man costume yeah and stuff like that and it's just like two guys frustrated attempting to make these YouTube videos 
to help expand their brand, trying to finally, you know, like blow up and trying to make just like viral videos and just hitting walls left, right, and center and getting super frustrated. Never actually, you know, blowing up, getting successful like they're looking for, but there ends up being some heartwarming lesson about some bullshit along the way. Yeah. Uh, okay. And 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 it could actually say that, like, <laughs> um, you know, the freeze frame. Uh, where are they now? Sort of ending. Yep. Almost like the ending of Mallrats, where it free fr- freeze frames over every character. It could freeze frame over yep. us with. Uh, they never actually did blow up. However, they learned some kind of heartwarming message about some bullshit along the way. And it would be narrated by Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Uh, I was listening to his podcast again today. He's he's wonderful. Um, I follow him on Instagram. It's great. He's he's fucking funny as shit. Like, if if you guys aren't following what Macaulay Culkin is doing these days in his podcast, his website, his social media, it is just the funniest. He is hilarious. Yep, he's worth the follow. So yeah, I I would I would watch either one of those Jedi Drop S movies. Yep. They sound fantastic. Now we just need to figure out a third one so we can make it a trilogy. There we go. A trilogy starring three different sets of people as us in different yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Um So yeah, that would be yeah. our uh, our anniversary episode. And the third movie could be the horror movie that you and I are going to make. Yeah, there we go. Oh, it's so meta. Like, <laughs> the third movie is the movie that we make. Yeah. Where we cast ourselves as ourselves in a hypothetical horror situation. Where... See, it wouldn't necessarily be a series, more like an anthology. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the third one could be uh, that our podcasting studio is haunted. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what you'd call it. Um, the, uh, my mind's going straight to, like, one of our horror episodes, like Night of the, Night of the Living Dropouts or something like that. Yeah. I guess have so many horror tropes and cliches in there. Every single one. Every yeah. every trope. Even ones that would clash with with each other. Like Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm not sure what that would be off the top of my head, but you know. Um We'd find a way to throw it all in there, break the fourth wall, be like completely ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Like find two trope origin stories for the ghost, but have both of them exist. And then have the characters question how that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. We'll make it done. happen. Done. Consider it done. We'll. We'll. It'll probably be out before this episode. Maybe. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. That was fun. I'm glad we got to do this. I was, like. Hopefully, I, I was. I was hoping we could do the anniversary episode in person. And, like, we could have a cake and confetti and 
whatever those little noisemakers are that roll out and go uh, party hats maybe but didn't work out we have none of that so yeah um so let's let's quickly touch on our next episode because I'm excited I think the next episode is going to be real good um, oh yeah as we mentioned, Avengers Infinity War comes out. We're both going to see it. And then we're going to do a full review. But also, Star Wars Day is coming up. Yes, it is. And we're finally going to do the episode we've been trying to do for a year. Um, we're going to finally rank the Star Wars movies. Yep. We're going to do a sort of... Um, Disney-based episode, I guess you would say, because Infinity War review slash Star Wars ranking, and if all goes according to plan, you should expect that episode on May 4th. Exactly. I hope so. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, if not, then uh, may the 5th be with you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of the 5th. <laughs> oh, shit, you, sh you should have saved that one. We'll we'll use it if we have to. Well, yeah, there we go. We're, we're lined up. What what about um? Well, yeah, that works with sixth as well. We can't stretch it to the seventh because I got nothing there. <laughs> so the episode title will vary depending on what day we get it out. <laughs> yep. Um. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, to everything that we've done over the last year I've had a fucking blast doing this I feel like oh my God. I, I don't know about you but I feel like I've found my calling with podcasting I love this and I do not want to stop podcasting it is addicting and I love it um, and also um, our YouTube channel that is something we've been doing as well lately because I finally got it right <laughs> Yep. I finally, uh, like, I gotta go into this. I gotta go into this real quick. The amount of trouble I've had trying to get gameplay videos on YouTube with commentary has been a fucking nightmare. Like, I had my original method not work. My secondary method not work. The third one, the method worked, but it took about a day to get to the editing phase for each video even if it was five minutes long and then the program that I was editing with wouldn't work the fourth method worked great was quick but then that program didn't work I went I, I'm on I finally on the sixth try I found something that worked and I've been trying to do this since what last June maybe something like that um, so finally, over on my YouTube channel, you can check out gameplay of me playing currently just Injustice 2 and Rocket League, although I think I'm going to delve into some maybe more story-based stuff. I picked up Cuphead, and that's probably going to be a fucking hard as shit, and I might dive into maybe a Bioshock game at some point, something like that. 
And you were telling me earlier, you are finally done with ukulele? Yeah, I've been having issues with my PS4, so while I'm figuring those out, I, like, the issues with my PS4 took all the fun out of ukulele for me, and I had, I was near the end of the game, but not near enough that I could finish it, like, in a satisfactory way. So I'm finished with that game, and while I'm figuring out the issues with my PS4, I'm playing randomizer, uh, randomized versions of A Link to the Past on my computer, and I'm also uh, playing random battles in Pokemon Showdown. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like that's going to go well. I mean, games you know and love, and I feel like you're going you're to have some good commentary in there as well. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to try and record those, maybe stream them if I can, and uh, if anyone ever wants to challenge me to a random Pokemon battle, then Ooh. let's do it up. The challenge is out there, ladies and gentlemen. The challenge is out there. You may <laughs> kick my ass, you may not. Depends <laughs> on the Pokemon we get dealt. And then that'll be on on YouTube, and you can share it around to your friends and boast about how years ago you you defeated on YouTube one of the co-hosts of the most popular podcast of all time, uh, the internationally yeah. acclaimed. Um, Nobel Peace winning podcast Jedi Dropouts the Monty Python of podcasters <laughs> which will probably have a different name if we ever get that big because I'm sure George Lucas will not have it uh, no. <laughs> maybe just Dropouts at that point Yeah, um, that's our backup so yeah. uh, I'm also going to throw this in here final form me and Mitchell Clark are doing an anime podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, on the Jedi Dropouts channels. Uh, two episodes in, we got our pilot. The second one we just did was a review of Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, which was a fucking ride to get through. <laughs> and uh, we got our next episode coming up next week. We're going to be covering My Hero Academia, which is a fucking blast. I'm loving this show. Uh... So next week, Final Form, My Hero Academia. The following week, Jedi Dropouts, Infinity War Review, Star Wars Ranking, and in between all that, all kinds of YouTube gameplay. We're, we're going crazy with content lately. We're keeping yep. it steady. And I'm having a real fucking good time with it. It's a lot of fun. Like, these yep. are things, like, we would be playing these games anyway. We yeah. would be having these debates, discussions, and everything with each other anyway. We've just decided to record this stuff and put it out there for you guys. Yeah. We're And that's kind of why it's so much fun. Like these are things we enjoy doing anyway. Yeah. And I feel like over the last year we've created not a huge community, but a a, a small community that I'm loving. Like I, I I've made friends out of this. I've made yeah. I've made good friends through creating this podcast. And it's, it's oh, yeah. fantastic. 
Um, and one more thing, I don't know if I, I mentioned this to you yet, but seeing as we're finally getting to our Star Wars episode, we'll put the, the call out early. Our next episode is going to feature a special Star Wars mailbag. Yep. If you have Star Wars questions, ask them. It, whatever you want to know. Whatever, uh, I don't know. You you want to know, um, I got nothing. Who shot first? Who shot first? Maybe we'll get around to that one. That'll be, uh, you want to know uh, who would we cast in a Empire Strikes Back remake, which should never happen. Uh, anything at all. Anything Star Wars related. What is the greatest Star Wars video game? Our thoughts on the trailers for Solo. Yeah, which is coming soon. And yep. um, Yeah, send us those. We'll be putting out a call on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, maybe next week sometime but if you're listening if you're a listener you got the advantage you got the the early uh, <laughs> peak here and you can send that to us wherever you want you know inbox us send us a text mess messenger pigeon uh, however you want to get your your question to us send us yep. actual mail I guess um, and I guess uh, that's a wrap so, yep. one more time, thank you for everything the past year. Thank you for all the listens and downloads. Shout out to, I guess, that one guy from Japan who listens, maybe. And uh, yeah. all, all you Californians who somehow have found us, thank you very much. Oh, um, God, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe that's Kevin Smith. He's down there. We did an episode on Kevin Smith. Maybe... Maybe, maybe the fat man himself has listened, has heard our call. But I like that would be a dream come true. I have hope not, since we haven't heard from him, so that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, but uh, who knows? Uh, thanks. One can watch. Yeah, thanks again, and thanks for dropping by. Something, something, drop out. Later. Peace.